Happy Thursday, and we are back on the Pio Fever podcast presented by Toyota, and I usually forget that part, so shout out to Toyota for everything that you do for the University of Denver, and I am sorry for leaving you guys out for the uh, previous four, but for episode five, we got someone very, very special and someone that I've had the opportunity to spend a ton of time with, someone that, uh, you know, in terms of lacrosse maybe doesn't get enough recognition for everything that she actually does outside of the team and that person is Josie White the athletic trainer of the University of Denver's men's lacrosse team Josie how we doing on this beautiful Thursday I'm doing awesome Trev thanks for having me yeah no I'm excited I'm excited so originally you know I'm talking to Nico and he's like talking about the set and, and everybody we're gonna have on and he's like, oh, we got to get Josie in there. And I'm like, Nico, I, you know, like, this is why we're doing this together, man. Like, of course, we got to get Josie in here. And a lot of people, you know, that, that might be listening to this podcast might not understand the importance and everything that you bring to the team. And that's really where I want to start off. And, and, and there's obviously a lot of positives with that, right? So from, from your point of view, where what do you think your main, what would you say your main responsibilities are for our team? Sure. Uh, so main responsibility is pretty much anything to do with the lacrosse players healthcare. So whether that's, you know, taping ankles and getting them ready for practice, whether that's they get injured, going to doctor's appointments, taking them for imaging, doing rehabilitations after injuries or surgeries, all that sort of stuff, managing illness, Anything to do with the lacrosse players' health, I monitor, manage, and coordinate. Right, right. Now, I think that, you know, you said that very concisely and, and very well. You know, I don't know if you've been on a podcast before, but you said that spectacular. And this, is, this is my first ever podcast, Trev. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, I mean, I think you got a future in this thing. And and, and really what I, what, I, what I want to emphasize is that you talk about, you know, everything that has to do with the player's health care. And let's not forget, you got 18-year-old kids that just came out of high school. I was one of them, right? And you come to this university, a lot of guys from all over the country, you know, they're not used to doing anything health-wise of themselves or having any responsibility in that, in that retrospect. And then they all kind of, and then it all gets thrown on you. So there's probably a lot, and not only, there's almost 50 guys that, that, you're, that you got take, to take care of. So, you know, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job to say the least. You they know? keep me busy, that's for sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. And, you know, and, and, you know uh, or fortunately and unfortunately, I was one of those guys that kept you busy a good amount. And, you know, I was such a big training room guy because I love the modalities. Like, I loved all the different things that, like, all those machines that you guys would put on. Like, my knee would hurt one day, and I'm like, yeah, throw some stim on there. Throw some, you know, throw some whatever. Put some needles in my leg. I don't care. I want to try it out. You know, I want to try it out. And uh, what I thought was interesting in, I, you know, I was reading up on, on training and, or trainers and, and sports medicine and things like that. And there are so many different uh, philosophies of how to cure or how to treat different ailments or, or things that are going on. And that, that's probably got to be pretty hard for you to manage as well, right? Like figuring out what is the right way to, to handle something. 
I think every athletic trainer kind of finds their own way and what works for them. I think, especially myself, I'm a very hands-on athletic trainer. Um, so I want to put my hands on you, feel what's going on, feel the tissue and kind of see, see what I can feel as that helps me a ton. Um, you know, you like a ton of modalities. Uh, you always did, but, uh, a lot of what we do now is a lot less modality and a lot more hands-on work and just taking things from a global perspective. So if I get a kid who's complaining about a knee issue, I'm first thing I'm usually looking at is are their hips in line? So doing a ton of stuff with like alignment um, and then, all, you know, you never want to ignore the area that's actually hurting, but are their hips out of a line? And then that's putting extra stress on an area, looking at things like that, looking at, um, you know, muscular function. Are they getting the signals to their muscles to be able to fire things appropriately and and use their muscles the way they're supposed to? So for me, it's a very holistic approach, a very hands-on approach, um, instead of just slapping some stim on someone because someone's back sore. There's always a place for that, but um, but uh, I think a lot, you get a lot more, and the athletes get a lot more out of a holistic and a hands-on approach. I was definitely a beneficiary of that. And I think that, you know, there's every time I'm like, hey, Joe's like, you know, my knee hurts or my, or something like that, or like my ankle hurts. And then you're like, you're like knocking on my back or something. I'm like, no, no, no. Like it's, it's down by my legs, down by my legs. Like, why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> but, but you always, you always got me ready to play. And that was what, and that's, what's obviously most important, put keeping the guys in the, in the best position to, to play their best and be able to perform their best. And, and you've been doing it. You're in and you're out. What season is this for you? This was, well, I guess 11 and a half. It would have been 12 if we finished. Right. So, um, yeah, I've been working lax since I got to DU in the fall of 2008 and just love it. The coaching staff we work with and uh, the guys are just, just such high quality. I think as an athletic trainer, we put in so much work and you have such long hours. If you aren't working with good people, you just, it, it's too much. So uh, I'm super grateful and lucky to work with amazing people from my coaches to my support staff, um, my strength coaches and, and the guys themselves. Cause you know, if the kids were uh, pain in the asses, I uh, probably wouldn't keep doing this all the time. <laughs> right. 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 Or if they were uh, the majority of the time, you know, I'm sure there's, exactly. there's, there's oh, a yeah. handful of guys that could be a pain a in a handful of situations. Right. But, it's not the majority. Not the exactly, majority. exactly. You know, which, which, which and I'm sure it keeps you, it keeps things exciting. You know, I know I've kept things exciting a little bit with a couple of times I should have been in the trading room and maybe forgot or something like that, you know, just being a college kid. Um, but right. no, it's really important. And, and, and I think what I, what I really respected that outside of the whole, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not a trainer. I'm not going to sit here and, pretend like I know what I'm talking about with anything that you guys do. But uh, what I really did respect was that, that you put a lot of onus on yourself and as well as the athlete, like, because it's really a team and, it, and it's a group effort that, you know, you're working as hard to do your job, but it's also just as much on the player to take in what you're saying and be disciplined about it with you and the strength coach, right? Like it's a group effort, um, which I thought, you know, a lot of times you could be babied in those situations. And I felt like you really made us be responsible. Well, you got to try and find that line, right? Like there's 
one of me, I'm one athletic trainer with 50 plus guys. I can't baby you all. I think you've got to figure out, all right, when does someone need a little extra love versus when does someone need a little bit of a kick in the butt? Um, and trying to figure out that thing. I, with me and 50 something guys, scheduling was huge. And I think that was my biggest thing with you guys was like, if you're not going to make an appointment or you're going to be late, please let me know so that I can fill that in with somebody else who needs something. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the onus came with was just with communication. And then if I'm going to invest a ton of my time, then, and you're not going to follow through on what I ask of you, then, then yeah, you're probably not going to get as much attention as, uh, as you would have if you're doing everything, everything I ask of you and, and we still need to work on stuff. I'm, you know, I, I'm there as, as much as I need to be and I'll do anything to help my athletes stay on the field and, and perform at their highest level. And that takes commitment on both ends, mine and, and the athletes. Right. No, no question. No question. Um, now I kind of want to, kind of want to pivot a little bit. So it's like, we've kind of been talking about, you know, that responsibility on the athletes and I, and I, in my opinion, what I think is probably the toughest, probably most compromising position that you can be in is knowing where, knowing when to push someone and knowing when they need rest, right? And especially when it's getting in the heat of the season when, you know, maybe someone's like pretty banged up and we got a big game this weekend, like maybe they should be in practice or, or maybe it's a question if they should play the game and you want us to win, obviously. So it's like, it's like you're in a compromising position. How do you handle that? I think unless it's like extremely harmful for the athlete, unless they're going to put them in a position to injure themselves further, I'll do whatever I can to help them be ready to play on Saturday. And that comes down to not just myself, it's our strength coach who now is Tim Murray and is doing a great job. Um, and our coaching, like, all right, this is what's wrong. We'll sit down in a meeting. This is what's wrong with so-and-so. They're probably going to need a few days off. They might not be ready for Saturday unless we give them, you know, Monday through Wednesday off and maybe they can practice Friday, Thursday, Friday, but it's a, we talk through it all as a full staff and all right, like we definitely got to rest. Then say it's a lower leg injury or a leg injury. Um, okay. We're going to rest for these days. Then we're going to do X, Y, and Z on Thursday to see what they can do and what they can handle. All right. If they can handle that, then they can practice on Friday. And if they can handle that, then they can play in a game. I'm not usually a person that's going to shove a kid in a game if they haven't been able to do anything all week. Like right. you got to show me you can handle the stress of, of playing for me to to let you play on Saturday. I'm not going to throw a kid out there just to to let him get hurt more. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's all of us. It's me. It's the strength coach. It's our coaches trying to figure out what's best for the kid, uh, what's best for our team. But if it's any question in my mind that the kid is not ready or they would hurt themselves more, then uh, I won't let them on the field. And you know, right. sometimes uh, that's a bit of a debate. Right. You're right. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It's and sometimes the answer isn't like clear cut, especially when um, like you're dealing with someone's body and, and what's going on, you know, so many different things that can happen. Um, but, but I really liked, <laughs> I really liked when you said, you know, like you got to show me that you can handle the stress of the game. Reason why I really like it is because it's hundred percent true. And because, you know, like everyone, not everyone, but 
you know, myself and a lot of guys on the team, you know, have, have had bumps and bruises, you know, been injured, quote unquote, of uh, a certain degree, obviously some more uh, serious than others. And uh, <laughs> we, we'd always used to call up days with Josie when like you have the injury and you're like coming back and you can't practice yet, but it's like, I'm on my way there. You know, and then you, you, do, you do days with Josie, which consisted of, you know, like either you got your sweats on, you got your cleats on, and you're basically just running, doing a bunch of footwork stuff, running. I remember, <laughs> well, like, before practice, you'd say, hey, Trevor, make sure you bring the ladder out to practice. And I'm like, oh, God, like, this is, like, but, like, you got to go hard, too, because if you don't go hard, then you're not, then you're going to be doing days with Josie for a while. You Days with Josie is everyone's least favorite days. I can attest to that. Um, yeah. I think like, when we first started with catapults, we found out Days with Josie was harder than practice. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And like, uh, for everyone that doesn't know, the catapults basically are, uh, you know, this GPS device that uh, measures like your output, how much you're running, like your heart rate, things like that. Uh, so we're, we're doing Days with Josie. <laughs> And, and uh i'm like you know like uh you're a college kid you know like you're so used to just going out and just going and playing you know like you, like i'm young i'm limber you know so it's like all right like josie's gonna work me out a little bit i'm just gonna be like you know i'm gonna do some karaoke's i'm gonna like shuffle a little bit then i'm like then i'm gonna put my helmet on then i'm gonna go play then i'm ready to go and it's like <laughs> it was that the furthest thing from drill the, the furthest thing from drill and, and it's what it and, – and I respect it, you know. Like, it's obviously tough when you're doing it, but if you don't show if, – if we don't show you that we can do that, then we could be in a compromising position when we get into practice, you know. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. There's a method to my madness. It's not, uh, it's not necessarily fun to go through, but if you can't, can't do that, then how can you handle running with contact, you know. Right. So I think one of the biggest things is guys with hamstring strains – who would uh, be like, I'm ready, I'm ready, but you can't complete half of my running protocol. So um, no, you're, you're not ready yet. You gotta, you gotta be able to make it through days with Josie first and then you can uh, get back on the field. Exactly, days with Josie, man. We need to like, we need to make some t-shirts or something or like some sweatshirts that- we, uh, They now call it track and field club. Um, track we were gonna make, call it out? We were gonna make it, uh, we were gonna make sweatshirts this year that had, Instead of Denver lacrosse, Denver track and field Denver track for the guys field. who had to do days with Josie. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look into that. See if we can get a get a few over. You know uh, those companies that you can just like send them in and they screen print it for you and send send stuff to you. We're thinking, right. I was thinking about doing that for my guys on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you know, if it was if it was up to me obviously now being past that I'd probably get like a really heavy sweatshirt or something like something that just is like miserable to wear when you're conditioning and it'd be like oh like you gotta show me you gotta show me you can handle the heat you know <laughs> gotta <laughs> test them buddy you gotta test them exactly no no I like that 100% now kind of going off that so you know you got your days with Josie and that's that's usually going on during practice during warm-up you know usually obviously doesn't take up the whole time of practice but what I always appreciated and appreciate so much when I come back, uh, you know, watch practice, 
currently, you know, now after graduating is how involved you are with the practice, you know? So like, you know, Ewok catches the ball, Ethan Walker, he slings on top corner, you're joking like, oh yeah, nice shot Ewok, you know, in the background, or like shot clock's getting down, you're like, you got five seconds, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That I'm was my sure favorite. How I got a I got assigned shot clock management during practice somehow, and uh, so I always have to yell out shot clocks. But I do, right. uh, I do, I do try and pay attention and know what's going on and encourage the guys during practice. So right, which is which is key, and and like we and we appreciate that, and we feel it. You know, we definitely hear you. You know, and, and we could we appreciate all that because you know a lot of times when you're when you're going through the, the grind of the season and things like that, you obviously have, we have such a tremendous coaching staff and, and obviously we're great guys, like you said, and like I'll always be an advocate for, but a lot of times, you know, you're hearing the same uh, feedback from like the same people within the team, like, you know, coach T, whether it's like great play or coach Brown, like great offense, you know, coach Gallant or Randy, like saying great defense or anything like that, you know, but like when it comes from Josie, you're like, Oh, like that was really cool. Like I'm in the training room. You're like, Oh, Trevor, like you had a really great practice yesterday. I'm like, yeah, you know, I really did. Like now I really believe them. You know, they're not just saying that I actually did have a good practice. Josie knows, you know, <laughs> I watched a lot of lacrosse there, buddy. <laughs> right. You know, and then, and, and speaking of that, watching a lot of lacrosse. So not only were you with uh, the university of Denver, but you had the opportunity to be the trainer for Team Canada in the 2014 World Games, which when you guys won gold. Tell me about that experience. That was awesome. It was super fun. Uh, Matt Brown was an assistant coach on that team, and it was out here in Denver and asked me and uh, our equipment manager at the time, Rick Mick, if we'd, if we'd want to help out with Canada. And so I was like, sure, I'm on board. And you know, obviously, I, we had like like five DU players on that team, so you know, I knew a handful of guys, had good relationships with them, and then met the other guys, and they were great guys, super fun to work with, awesome coaching staff, just a riot there. Uh, right. Yeah, Mernsey, who now coaches at St. Bonaventures, is just a hoot, and T. Ray, who's at St. Joe's, and just a great staff and great players, and super intense two weeks you know how it goes you were right. there in 2018 and um so it's a lot of time it's a lot of effort and uh, I think it was really interesting being on the Canadian sideline and not on the U.S. sideline I was the only non-Canadian a part of that group right. and uh and so it was yeah you know you got your got your country that you're a part of but then you're working for somebody else and it's a little little different from that end for sure but uh I just, I love the personality of the team. I love working with my DU guys and, and getting to know those people. And obviously winning gold was an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable experience being on that field and seeing, you know, how excited those guys were to, to beat the U.S. And, and bring that home. And, you know, having a gold medal is pretty sweet. You know how that is. Yeah, I know how that is. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. And not to mention, it was in Denver. It the, was, yeah. The World Games were in Denver. You know, like you're in your city, like you're you're playing. Did you did, were the were the guys staying at DU? Yeah, they were staying in Nagel. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the whole, all the I think almost all the countries were in the DU dorms, um, and then 
Some practice at DU, and then, but most of every, the games and everything were all out at Dick's. Okay. okay. Where uh, the rapid, the Colorado Rapids so- MLS soccer team plays. Right, right. So, so everybody was, everybody was staying on campus, and you said you guys were staying in, in the Nagel dorm, and then uh, you guys would just bus over to, to Dick's Sporting Goods? Yep. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's it pretty was. Sweet. I didn't even realize that. Um, so that must have been pretty cool. You must have felt pretty like, obviously that that's another area of comfort that you have going in with like, you know, being American, going onto this Canadian team, you don't, you only know like a handful of guys, you know, that's probably another piece of comfort too that goes with it. Um, which is pretty sweet, which is really sweet. Um, yeah, it was nice. I, you know, we'd practice at DU. So our field, our, I got to use our lacrosse training room, um, got to give the guys some, a space they could use and, you know, the DU guys on the team were awesome, introducing me to people, getting me comfortable with, with those guys. And, um, and we had a great time. I remember, you know, a couple kids being like, Oh, wow. Like you, you did this well, like this is great. And different, uh, different places and different people they've interacted with. And it was a really fun, fun group and a fun time for sure. Right. No question. No question. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, they did, uh, in 20, in 2018, it wasn't a situation where you were on the other sideline because I don't know, maybe, maybe they would have had a little extra juice. Maybe they would have had a little extra. They were missing out. Brownie keeps trying to get me back, but uh, the CLA doesn't really want to bring an American around. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can, I, and like, I, I see where they're coming from. I see where they're coming from, but uh, yeah, that, <laughs> because obviously 2018, like we, it came down to the last second, you know, maybe, Maybe somebody's handspring was feeling a little better that day. Maybe that one second, you know, maybe that changed a little bit. Trev, you know the magic I can do, you know. Oh, I know. I know <laughs> how it goes. I know how it goes. Um, and then and then all those lines, you know, for the World Tournament and, and like kind of my wrapping up point of the World Tournament, because I do want to keep talking about DU. But, uh, like, what is it? Ten, 10 games in 15 days or really, something like that? Something like, like that. It's It's – pretty constant it's it's uh it's a lot a lot of games in a short amount of time right so like that obviously smaller team you know so there's 20 23 guys right mm-hmm. playing so less guys to worry about but they're you're playing you know like an absurd amount of lacrosse at such a high level almost every day you know so that's gotta be that's gotta take a ton out of you it's a, it's a lot. Like, I'm just be exhausted after those days. Like, you're working 12-hour days. And, you know, the guys on the world team aren't just, like, 18 to 22-year-olds. So, they're not – their legs aren't as fresh as uh, as some college kids. And right. they need a little more pampering. We had an awesome um, massage therapist, Anna Castellano, who worked with us um, on that and did a lot of tissue work on them and myself. And we had a, another AT from Canada um, – who, who really did everything we could to, to keep those, the guys' bodies ready to go. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's, you know, you're, you got practice, you got games, you're, you're in the training room all the time. Guys are ice bathing and doing a ton of manual work. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty uh, exhausting experience, but well, well worth it. Right. No, no question. No question. So let's, let's, let's flip that pace. Let's get back to, let's get back to the promised land of Pio Nation. Okay. So, so at the University of Denver, what would you say is your favorite part of being an athletic trainer? 
my favorite thing I get to see is, well, there's two things I'll get. First off is when something does go wrong and someone does have a significant injury, seeing them get back on the field for the first time. Like that is someone who has an ACL tear um, and they've been out for, you know, six, nine months and they're finally back on the field and able to play. Seeing their hard work, my hard work just pay off and, and them to be able to be back playing and doing what they love to do and out there, out there with the boys and having fun. Like that is incredibly satisfying for me. And then the other part I really like is I really enjoy watching the guys grow up. Like they come in, as you said, they're 18 years old. They're, they don't know, they don't know too much about how the world works and uh, how to take care of themselves and just help one helping them, but two, just also seeing them really mature and grow into themselves as people and um, knowing what they want to do. Um, it's just, I love it. I love to see you guys grow from, as I say, grow from boys to men during those four years. And, and uh, it's just a super fun thing to be a part of. And, and knowing you get to play a small role in that, um, in that maturation is, is incredible. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a great point. And that made me smile, you know, and, and, and I think that, uh, you know, obviously I kind of want to hit both of the, both of those two big things that you said. So, you know, like first going off, like the hard work of seeing someone going on the field, uh, you know, when I, when I got to college and uh, when I was a freshman, you know, like I, like luckily didn't really, didn't have any seriously serious injuries, you know, like obviously bumps and bruises here or there for like, facing off a ton like my wrists were my wrists weren't used to just going against 20 year olds you know um so there's stuff like that but you know I, I was so fortunate enough to to not have anything serious and uh obviously there were some guys that that did have serious injuries and like watching all that hard work that that went into that it was it it was something that was really eye-opening to me and actually kind of like fueled my game to, to a certain extent. So like when I would see, you know, anyone in the training room, you know, they're spending like hours a day, you know, every day. And, and on top of that, they're doing all that hard work and they know that they can't play. They know that like, they're almost like sitting out, you know, so it, it's such a tough spot to be in. Um, and especially when, when you see a guy go down who was kind of like right on the fringe and like really going to take the next, flip the next page in their career and, and take that next step towards greatness. And like you see them go down and ah, it just it hurts, you know. So it's, it's definitely inspiring, you know, when you're, when you're doing those days with Josie or when you're running sprints or doing anything, like to give it that little extra more for, for those guys. So, so definitely no question as well on that. And uh, two, what, what I remember so well, you know, you say guys going boy, from boys to men, and it, it isn't really widely talked about, is we're the last practice of the day in the whole athletic department, you know. So uh, first, that's extremely long hours for you, you know, which is tough. But second, you know, the training room after practice is like empty, you know, like like no one's in there, like other teams aren't in there using stuff. So it's kind of just us, you know, we got the TV on and it's just guys on the team at Josie. And we, you know, we got the Normatex out, we got all this stuff out, we got the ice bath going, we got the contract and we're just hanging, you know, we're just hanging, chilling, shooting the breeze, you know, all 
recovering actively doing stuff like that. It was, those are times that, you know, you remember so well as an athlete about this stuff outside of the competition, you know, and like being with your team in those situations. Um, and I really didn't give it that much respect until you said it right there, you know? Like Sunday, uh, Sunday conversations on Sunday treatments are one of my favorite things. Cause we, uh, the boys always have some interesting topics of conversation to discuss and, uh, it's uh, highly, highly entertaining. And us being the last practice of the day during the week, you know, rules get a little, little more relaxed in the training room at the end of the day with nobody else in there. And we right. can have, right. a, have a little more fun than uh, when we're getting ready for practice. So. Right, exactly. You know, like we're just chilling out, you know, I'm, I'm spread out, get my feet out, you know, just chilling, you know. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, we covered a lot right there. And, and I think that, um, you know, I, I can't stress enough, like how much that you bring to the team in terms of a lot more than just that. Like we started out, you know, like, like my job is like the healthcare of, of the players and everything that goes into that. But it's such a holistic equation and, and really health in general is, is a very holistic equation. But, you know, like you can see that it's a lot more than just, you know, just making sure like I'm stretched out and my hamstrings are good and my bones aren't broken you know like it's there's a lot a lot more to that and it's and you're very like hands-on um like you said and 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 you give everyone comfort not only the players not only coaches but also my parents you know like you got you got some moms out there like my mom's out here and she's like you know like i know josie's gonna take care of you like i don't gotta worry about yet i'm like you're right don't worry about me <laughs> you know so we appreciate you, Josie. We Thank you, buddy. You. Oh, anything else you got for, before we wrap this up? Any closing words? One thing you want to say? Pio fever. Are you feeling a little sick? Because I'm feeling like I got a little pio fever. You know, I, I haven't been feeling too well, Trev. So I do think I got a case of the pio fever. 